0: Welcome everyone to Debt Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz. So, what do you guys think of the new intro? Okay, that kind of explains why I'm a little late today. I apologize. I hope you guys like the new intro. And uh, amongst the intro, we've had a a slew of guest confirmations today. Uh, And we'll be going over those in a second. I just want to say hello to some of you who are joining us. Hello to CC Wheezy, Khaleesi is joining us. Singer Check, Justin is joining us on YouTube. Danai is also with us on Facebook. Philip and Lindsay Sparks also with us on Facebook. Marie writes scary on the intro. Sandra Carroll is with us on Instagram, as is AMH- M- MHD giving us a smiley left face. Welcome to Joshua. And everybody else who's joining us on Instagram. Hope you guys can spend the next hour here with us. Uh, Welcoming TB Edits, who uh, just joined us on YouTube. Nope, you're not late, TB Edits. Uh, I was late today, and I apologize for that. And getting to our guest announcements. Now, I've already told you guys that we have Alexa Nisenson, who plays Charlie on Fear the Walking Dead. She is going to be joining us. We also got confirmations that Annette Mahendru, who plays Huck on World Beyond, is also going to be joining us. And we are going to be joined by Jamie King, who plays, you know, Rose on the Netflix zombie hit series Black Summer. We are super jazzed to have Jamie uh, joining us. Like... The announcement I made a couple of days ago: a lot more horror guests from within *The Walking Dead*, from outside *The Walking Dead*, involving the entire horror genre. We're going, we are expanding and broadening our horizons, and we are very excited to be welcoming Annette, Alexa, and of course Jamie King to our show. Uh, dates have not yet been confirmed. But they should all be happening very soon maybe within the next two weeks so stay tuned as soon as we get date confirmations i will go ahead and post those so you guys can uh, tune in so make sure to keep on watching and of course as always uh, stay tuned to our social media if you are joining us for the first time tonight and want more information about our show please visit us on our website, which is deadtalklive.com. If you haven't already visited our YouTube channel, please go ahead and visit that as well. It's uh, called Dead Talk Live. If you're there right now, as I see quite a few of you are, it would be greatly appreciated if you guys hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Uh, Philip Thompson writes, love that you're expanding. So am I. It's exciting. It's exciting. You know, I've been doing this show non-stop now for seven months, and there's still plenty to talk about in regards to The Walking Dead, but expanding into the horror genre realm uh, a lot more broadly just opens up so many doors, and it's the possibilities are limitless now. They really are limitless, and we're going to be getting a slew of guests that are from outside the Walking Dead universe. Because I know a lot of you guys, like me, yeah, I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, but all in all, I'm a huge entertainment, movie, TV show fan. Uh, Primarily in the horror genre. I do, I am, I'm not a one dimensional person where I only like The Walking Dead and and I am completely oblivious about everything else no 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 quite the opposite uh i'm a huge fan of all things film television horror and beyond and it's exciting it's very exciting what the uh direction that we're taking dead talk live in we have built it up uh so fast and the success of this show has been just phenomenal it's hard to believe we've only been on the air for seven months it feels like seven years but seven months that's it that's when we started dead talk live it was seven months ago and we've been pretty much going every day since april 25th so it's been exciting it's been an exciting journey and the journey is only starting it's really just beginning it's only going to get even more exciting a lot more interesting So go ahead and share the news, tell your friends and everyone else. (laughs) So anyway, let's see, we had some more people join us. Misty Lowry is with us on Facebook, says, yes, I love the show. I'm wanting to see season 10 of Halloween, what is released for Netflix. I think you mean season 10 of The Walking Dead. Uh, We're still waiting for that to be released on Netflix. God knows when that will happen. Khaleesi writes, love horror. Halloween is my favorite time of the year. Wilson question says, are you buying the Walking Dead deluxe comics uh, now that they're in color? Uh, Kind of undecided. I really don't know yet. I haven't made a decision on that one. Sarah on Facebook writes, anyone started now getting into the Walking Dead world beyond? Wasn't sure at first, but now I'm starting to think it's okay. And wait till you guys see tomorrow's episode. I've already seen World Beyond, uh, the episode that's going to air for everybody tomorrow night. Uh, that's because I have AMC+. Plus. But man, if you haven't seen it yet, it's going to take World Beyond on a whole new level for you. So do not miss tomorrow's episode of World Beyond. Tomorrow we are also getting the mid-season finale of of Fear the Walking Dead uh, It's gonna I know it's only episode 7 but because of the co- covid pandemic they cannot finish uh, the post-production part of Episode 8 in time, so that's gonna be aired on the second half. We're still getting 16 episodes of Fear the Walking Dead this season We're getting seven in the first half and nine in the second half which I'm assuming is going to start in February. Uh, just it's it. The Fear the Walking Dead is following the same schedule as if The Walking Dead was on schedule. It started in October. It ends around this time, you know, late November, early December, and then picks up again in February. So, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead obviously doesn't become available to amc plus subscribers till sunday morning so i won't be able to watch that till tomorrow uh afternoon and i'm looking forward to watching it and then come next week we're going to get together either monday or tuesday depending if we get a guest for monday or tuesday and uh, we are going to break down both episodes world beyond which we're going to have a lot to talk about and i'm sure Tomorrow's episode of Fear the Walking Dead is going to be exciting as hell because every episode this season of Fear has been absolutely amazing. Wilson says, rumor is Madison is back. Well, I will believe that when I see it. Uh, So, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore because I have no idea who's heading up these spray uh, spray, uh, painting people. I'm not going to say, no, it's Madison. I'm not going to say, yes, it's Madison. We're going to have to wait and find out. And if it's revealed tomorrow that Madison is back, holy cow. I mean, damn. That is going to be freaking awesome. If tomorrow we all of a sudden see Kim Dickens, who plays Madison, Back on the screen on Fear of the Walking Dead. Damn. I mean, that is damn. <laughs> That's all I can say. Sanaya says she has a question on Instagram. Shoot. Ask your question. I'll, we'll do the best that we can to answer it if we have the answer. Sandra Carroll is with us on Instagram and is waving Dario is also with us. Laturo is also with us on Instagram. Welcome to all you guys. I hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Wilson writes, yep, you're right. We still do not know who saved Morgan. My theory was that it was Sherry that patched Morgan up when he was shot by Virginia at the end of season five. That is not the case. It was not Sherry. So could it be Madison? I don't know. I don't like fueling rumors. Uh, I like us talking about our theories. And I would love for Madison to come back. Uh, Absolutely love it. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Uh, And if they do manage to bring her back and we do see her tomorrow, you got to give props to AMC and the entire Walking Dead crew for keeping that under wraps for this long. And Madison is going to have to do some explaining on where she's been for the last seven plus years and what the hell she's been doing. Remember, we never saw Madison die. The last scene we see Madison is her locked inside that stadium as it's burning down around her. You know, Alicia, Nick at the time, everybody else, they presumed her dead. Okay? But we don't know. We honestly don't know. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Signitas writes, um, thinking Madison, her resolve and utter ruthlessness is like honey to this bear. She is, uh, she's a survivor, man. That's why I'm saying bringing... Madison back to Fear the Walking Dead now and what it's been made into now with the awesome cast that we have and bringing Madison back into that mix is going to be dynamic. I mean, it's going to be electric. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high and, you know, have a great episode of Fear the Walking Dead tomorrow and just be disappointed that. I did not see Madison and she's not coming back. But still, you know, one can hope. One can hope. Uh, Jason writes, must admit, haven't seen any of the spinoffs. So get a bit lost. Uh, but with your help, but with your help with my insomnia. Uh, well, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead is in the middle of an amazing season. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll put this season of Fear of the Walking Dead up against. Your best season of The Walking Dead proper. Uh, that's how good of a season we're in right now of Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, Sarah writes, I think Madison was who patched Morgan up. However, I'm not 100% bothered about her. Uh, sorry. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, let's see. Khaleesi writes, Fear this season has been phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Philip also writes he is waiting for the Negan spinoff. Well, no Negan spinoff has been confirmed yet. That might change. That might not. But it has not been confirmed uh, at all. So we can still hope and wait and see what happens. So we got another video submission uh, after the show last night from uh, Thais Batera who's become a regular uh, video contributor of ours, and all her videos are absolutely amazing. I posted this one. It's about Carol on our social media several hours ago. I'm going to play it for you guys here in a second. It's an amazing video. Uh, It's, you know, let's just go ahead and watch it. This is a Carol tribute to The Walking Dead called Ready or Not. Here it is, guys. Father, forgive me. I don't deserve your mercy. Just look at the flowers. Dear Nan, here at you can't hide. Hide, hide. Not that woman who was too scared to be alone. Not anymore. That's the perfect way to end such a kick-ass video with that scream of rage coming from Carol and I want to thank uh, Thais Bartera her videos are awesome and uh, again thank you so much for submitting that and I want to answer Sania's question uh, on Instagram and her question is is The Walking Dead back on November 23rd in the UK if you know no, 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 no. November 23rd is this Monday. Uh, you're going to be getting Fear of the Walking Dead on Monday in the UK. If that's what you mean, yes. Uh, and World Beyond. But as far as The Walking Dead, the original show, no. Season 10 is done. We're not getting those extra six episodes until February 28th of next year. So, I hope that answers your question, if you're referring to uh, the mother show, The Walking Dead. Uh, Singer Chick writes, oh, hell no, circle of death crap. Uh, yeah, that was an awesome video. Awesome video. Uh, I loved it. I want to say hello to Pablo. Uh, FG is also with us on uh, Instagram, as is Anita. All applauding and waving at us so let's get on to some news guys uh let's see so we know that the last episode of those six extra six extra episodes that we're getting starting in february the sixth one is going to be called here's negan and this article talks about characters who we could see again in that episode which is again titled here's negan The Walking Dead will take a swing at Negan's untold origin story in Here's Negan, the sixth and final episode of the extended season 10, airing in 2021, which could bring back characters not seen since season 8, when Carol takes Negan on a journey to minimize increasing tension in the aftermath of the Whisperer War. Negan reflects on the events that led him to this point and comes to a conclusion about his future according to the episode synopsis. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. That episode, out of all the six, yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, again, we're going to see his wife, Lucille, who's going to be played by his real-life wife, Hillary, in that show. But what's going to happen between Carol and Negan? negan is going to be telling the story to carol either it could go either one of two ways Uh, somebody on the chats mentioned that he they think carol is going to banish negan that's a possibility or those two can really develop a really strong relationship because you got to remember yeah carol carol heard about all the horrible stuff that Negan did when he first met the group, killing Abraham, killing Glenn, and so on. And then, of course, she joins the communities to go to war against him and his saviors. But she did not see it. She wasn't there in the woods that night, on her knees, watching Negan bash the heads in of Abraham and Glenn. And there is a difference. There's, a, there's just a, a, a difference from being told a story as opposed to actually living that story and witnessing it with your own eyes. So, Carol was not there. She, of course, knows the story, knows what happened, but there is a difference. Uh, the episode flashes back to the onset of the zombie apocalypse where Negan suffers the loss of cancer-stricken wife Lucille, guest star Hilary Burton Morgan, before emerging as the leader of an organized group called the Saviors. In the 16th chapter, origin story from the characters creator, Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard, Negan moves from one short-lived group to another until he falls in with a camp of survivors where he meets married couple, Dwight and Cherry. As the group grows and the charismatic and not to be effed with Negan replaces Dwight as the leader, Negan fashions a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat, lovingly named after his late wife, and forcefully unites factions of survivors into an army of extortionists called the Saviors. In the television show, it's Simon who helps Negan seize power as the group leader and claim a factory later named the Sanctuary as their base of operations. The character who doesn't exist in the comic books becomes Negan's right-hand man, but is killed by him for attempting a coup in season 8. Like the comic book, Dwight becomes one of Negan's top lieutenants, and Sherry joins Amber and Frankie as one of multiple wives then in Negan's harem. Savior lieutenants who have since died include Laura, played by our recent guest, Lindsley Register, and DJ, also another guest of ours, played by Matt Mangum, both characters already reappeared after death in episode 13 of season 10, titled What We Become, when Michonne hallucinates what might have happened if she joined Negan and the Saviors. Along with Simon, Laura, and DJ, other prominent Saviors could return In the flashback episode, including future lieutenants, Arat, another guest of ours, Elizabeth Face Ludlow, Gary, Mike Seal, and Gavin, who again, was also a guest of ours. I think we've had like 99% of the saviors as guests on our show. We're really missing uh, the man himself, Negan and Steven Ogg, Simon. If we get those two, I think we complete the entire list of all the saviors. Anyway, all three died before the events of The Walking Dead's tenth season. Dwight and Sherry have since reunited on the western set sixth season of Fear the Walking Dead, currently taking place more than a year after Rick Grimes defeats Negan to end the war against the saviors in season eight. So that's just a reminder right there, guys. Right now, the timelines in Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead are about six to seven years apart. Uh, The Walking Dead did a six-year time jump after Rick disappeared. Fear did not, okay? Fear did a time jump after Madison's death in the start of Season 4 of Fear so they can align the two timelines in order for Morgan to cross over from The Walking Dead into Fear. Uh, But then, after the time jump on The Walking Dead, Fear did not follow suit with another time jump. AMC has not announced which, if any, former Walking Dead stars might return and join the morgan in the episode here is negan directing the the episode is laura belsey who helmed negan centric season 10 episode what it always is from a script by david leslie johnson who penned simon's death episode as well as the mid-season 10 premiere squeeze so there you guys have it and they make a lot of great points uh, who we might get to see again. Like I said, 99% of the uh, former saviors that they listed have been guests guests on our show. And of course, they're not going to reveal anything. Uh, they're not allowed to. But it's going to be intriguing. Can we see Lindsley Register again as Laura? Can we see Matt Mangum as DJ? Can we see Jason Smith Jason Warner Smith as Gavin. Uh, how about Jared? Joshua Michael. Can we see Jared again? You never know. You absolutely never know. Uh, Sig on YouTube writes I think it would be just interesting to see more obscure character stories. And that is exactly why I'm looking forward to the spin off anthology Tales of the Walking Dead. Because, like I said yesterday, Where they can go with that is limitless. Jason Byrne writes, didn't realize it was a six-year time jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right after Rick disappeared, uh, as soon as we saw him in the helicopter being flown away with Jadis, uh, the very next scene was six years later. And that's where we got to meet, of course, Yumiko, Luke, uh, Connie, Kelly, and so on, and that group. So, yep, six years, literally, from one scene to the next. So, uh, next thing on our uh, list, The Walking Dead creator re-releases original comic book proposal. The Walking Dead creator, Robert Kirkman, re-releases a five-page story and the original proposal sent to Image Comics. So, he's basically re-releasing the idea that set in motion the Walking Dead comic books. So, this is going way back now, which would be published, uh, you know, the Zombie Saga back in 2003, uh, well over, you know, a good 17 years ago, until the book's conclusion in 2019, 16 years that comic book series went on. In the concept story, scripted by Kirkman and penciled by original artist Tony Moore, Rick Grimes is a small-town police officer who sees little action in his Pennsylvania county. Pennsylvania. When the undead begin to feed on the flesh of the living, Rick must rise to the challenge and protect his family, His wife, uh, Carol, and their son, Carl. His wife, Carol. Just to let you know of how, you know, the idea first, you know, started taking life in Kirkman's brain. Uh, So his mission was to protect his wife, who was Carol, his son, Carl, from the madness around them. When Image published The Walking Dead in October 2003, Kirkman relocated the Grimes family to Kentucky, changed the name of Rick, Rick's wife to Lori Grimes. Kirkman would introduce another character named Carol in the book's third issue. Another change came when Eric Stevenson, At the time, the marketing director for Image Comics compared the original proposal's five-page story to a lame horror movie opening. (laughs) In The Walking Dead, uh, number one, Rick is gunned down by an escaped convict before waking up from a coma in a world gone by and overrun by the dead. Instead of starting the zombie apocalypse uh, with wife Carol and son Carl by his side, Rick would reunite with Lori and Carl outside Atlanta in the final panels of The Walking Dead issue number two. Kirkman prefaces the proposal in The Walking Dead Deluxe issue number two, a re-released and newly colorized version of the issue first published in November 2003. Here you'll see the original proposal for The Walking Dead as it was sent to Image. This was sent in somewhere around the end of November 2002. Eric Stevenson, now publisher, then marketing director at Image, commented on the fact that the five-page story contained in the proposal was a lame horror movie opening. I'll admit it was terribly cliché now that I look back on it. After hearing Eric's comments, I came up with the idea of Rick waking up in a coma and restricting the book around that. And we all know what came after that, don't we? another interesting change to note is that laurie was originally named carol and they were originally from pennsylvania presumably pittsburgh and why pittsburgh well pittsburgh is like where romero george romero is from greg nicotero is from the pittsburgh area tom savini pittsburgh you could say I know it sounds weird, it's sort of like the modern birthplace of the modern-day zombie. And that's all because of George Romero. Uh, All his original dead movies were all shot in and around the Pittsburgh area. In the proposal, Kirkman pitches a 22-page black-and-white book just like the best horror movies, even suggesting colorless covers to further cut down on already minimal printing costs. Image would release the book with black and white pages, but color covers. Kirkman writes, Rick Grimes is a small town police officer in the state of Pennsylvania. He lives in a nice house out in the country with his wife, Carol, and his son, Carl. Rick doesn't see much action, Aside from target training, he's never even fired his gun. He's by no means a hero. When the news hits that the undead are roaming the countryside, committing acts of mass murder, and eating their victims, Rick must rise to the challenge to protect his family from the madness around him. And just listening to that quote from Kirkman, it just totally brings me back... To the last several minutes of Night of the Living Dead. The black and white original George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, when uh, the protagonist on the show makes it to the next day, alive, and you see all these small county, uh, shit I'm going to call them hillbillies, going around and taking care of the dead. And, of course, they see someone moving inside of a house, and they shoot him. The guy survived a night of horror, uh, you know, surviving the dead, hostile living people, only to get shot by what should have been his rescue people because they mistook him for a zombie. And that's the irony in Night of the Living Dead. This book is about a man who will do anything to ensure that his family is safe. When private residences are deemed unsafe, Rick takes his family on the road in search of food, shelter, and something at least that resembles stability. We follow the Grimes family as they try to find a way to return to normal life how they once knew it. The, the first story arc will detail their trek across the state that results in their takeover of an abandoned high school. This high school quickly becomes a well defended stronghold. Now you're getting images of Dawn of the Dead. Instead of a high school in Dawn of the Dead, it was a mall. So you see, kind of where, uh, this is my presumption here, but where Kirkman is sort of getting some of his inspiration from. Uh, The high school soon quickly becomes a well-defended stronghold as life in America turns into something not unlike medieval times. Once a safe base of operations is established, Rick will lead an army on a quest to expand the safe zone and eventually take back the planet. Or at least try. And there you guys have it. Uh, Just like any other great story, it starts with an idea. And that initial idea gets tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and tweaked till you end up with a final product. Uh, In this case, a very successful comic book series, which turned into an extremely successful television series. And the rest is history. So there you go. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, great article about Kirkman. Little Phil has given us the thumbs up. Uh, OTV Gaming Reviews write, hello, tuning in once again for a good chat. Welcome, OTV. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Sig writes, "Uh, they think they should give Greg two episodes to do a Dawn of the Dead tribute. Well, you you know. It's been done a lot. <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Uh, OTV also says, Little Phil, awesome. It always does not get uh, as good here. I love a, a deep, good conversation about the Walking Dead universe. Uh, so anyway, let's see what's going on on Instagram. want to welcome HS. Collinger saying howdy from Canada. Javier has joined us. IR is also waving at us. Welcome, everybody, on Instagram. So, our final little headline for today is about how Disney Plus's uh, Miss Marvel TV show has added a former Walking Dead star for a big role. Disney Plus is continuing to grow its Marvel repertoire along with WandaVision and The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Several more series are headed to the streaming service soon. One of the most highly anticipated one is Ms. Marvel, which has already begun filming in Atlanta. And as it turns out, the Disney Plus series has added a former The Walking Dead star in a pretty big role. It amazes me to this day how big of a filming location Atlanta has become. Uh, the it started around with the Walking Dead and Atlanta. Make no doubt about it, Atlanta now is a huge spot for filming, television shows, movies, and everything else. It's it's become a hub. Uh, prior to Miss Marvel's production state date uh, start date, the only cast member announced was Iman uh, Vellani who will play titular character Kamala Khan. Now, thanks to set photos, we have a better idea about who will be joining the beloved superhero on her adventures. Per Murphy's Multiverse, The Walking Dead alum Matt Lintz reportedly will be cast as Kamala's friend and pseudo-sidekick Bruno Carelli. It's important to note that Matt lintz's casting has not been confirmed by other outlets or by anyone working at disney or marvel all that said it seems rather obvious who lintz is probably based on the photos taken from the set of miss marvel so what do you guys think about that good old henry coming on to the set of miss marvel on disney plus So, that's pretty interesting. So, he must be around the Atlanta area, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Summer Springer writes, I'm looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, OTV writes, I'm from the UK. So, for me, every time someone says Atlanta, it reminds me of The Walking Dead. Me too, and I'm not even from Atlanta. I'm a good 600 miles uh, north of Atlanta. But uh, Atlanta has become a big hub. It's become a big hub for shooting movies. And when it comes down to it, really, it's all about money. It's always, all, it's always about money. But what happens is the cities, county, state come up with uh, incentives to bring in uh, studios, movie studios, television studios, to produce films in their city, state, county, whatever, and it seems like Atlanta made a very smart decision. Georgia, Atlanta, came up with a you know a very smart decision to I don't know what the initiatives were, but they were obviously really good. Uh, starting with The Walking Dead, and it has grown into this big shooting base now. So it's all about money. It's cheaper to shoot in Atlanta because of, you know, whatever, tax breaks, incentives that the state gives the studios, and it costs them the studios a lot less money to shoot there. It's not that, you know, it's not that hard to figure out. That's why there are a lot of shows that are also shot in Vancouver, Canada, Okay. Everybody thinks that movies are either shot in Los Angeles or New York. And that was the case. And there still are a lot of movies that are shot in Los Angeles because they're shot in the back lot because a lot of the studios are based in Los Angeles. So, you know, they're shot on the back lots of these studios. And I know for a fact I grew up in New York City and growing up my entire life in New York City... Whenever you took a walk, you're, you're going to see some kind of filming going on. I remember going to junior high school, and on the bus ride back and forth every day, there would be filming Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. So, I just got, I just got really used to it growing up around it. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, The Vampire Diaries was shot in Atlanta as well, Georgia. C.C. Weezy writes, yep, Tyler Perry has a lot to do with movies being made in Atlanta. That's true. Tyler Perry does have a lot to do with the whole Atlanta, Georgia movement when it comes to shooting uh, films and television shows. So anyway, guys, let's get started with our base topic for tonight. We're going to be talking about characters who have defied all odds and have survived a lot longer than we expected in the Walking Dead universe. Um, So we're going to put aside the comic books, pretend they don't exist for now, for this episode, because although the TV series does stray away from the comics, some of the characters did follow a very similar story arc. So when we look back at season one, you could easily say that Carol did not strike us as a character who would, who would have lasted as long as she has. And we just saw that great video edit at the beginning of the show that followed Carol's path from the beginning to the badass that she is now. Carol was the little mousy housewife being abused by her husband, who was abusing not only her, but their daughter, Sophia. The Carol we know today would not have taken that crap from Ed. In fact, Ed would most likely be the one needing protection. Given her vulnerability, death by walkers may well be the likeliest way for Carol. I found this on the web. De- Sorry about that. Siri just decides to chime in. Given her vulnerability, death by walkers may well be the likeliest way for Carol to meet her end. If we were to her predict her death in any way, her getting killed by somebody else living,, uh, if Carol is going to die, obviously we know she's not going to die on the show. She's getting her own spinoff with Daryl. But if we sort of leave that aside and say when the day does come for Carol to pass away, and if it's not from, you know a nice, ripe old age, It's going to come because of a walker. I just don't see any human being getting the better of her. Uh, You could also include Daryl as another character who I did not see lasting 10 seasons on The Walking Dead. Uh, Although, unlike Carol though, Daryl was first introduced as someone who could be volatile, quick-tempered, And someone who was likely to cross someone the wrong way. Either him, either Daryl killing somebody else, or Daryl getting himself killed just because he said the wrong thing to somebody, which is exactly what his brother Merle would have done. And when we first met Daryl, uh, he was doing everything that Merle was doing, and the best thing that ever happened to Daryl was getting separated by his big was getting separated from his big brother. Now, like we talked about, Merle uh, being the biggest influence on Daryl uh, when they were growing up, up until the zombie apocalypse. Another character we first uh, that we meet in the in the first who defied the odds of survival until midway of season eight is Carl. Now, I know this is gonna, you know, stir up some emotions. Nobody's happy that Carl passed away on the show. But really, when we first met Carl uh, in season one as an eight-year-old boy, uh, how many of us really thought that he would make it as long as he did? Now, remember, we're putting the comics aside, and we're not using the comic books as a reference. When you look at Carl and Sophia in the beginning and think about how the world changed, the odds were already against them because being a child in the apocalypse, they would be reliant completely on the protection of adults. And for Sophia, it did not end so well on the TV show. Uh, Children in general, particularly in the early days of the outbreak, were vulnerable because they would not have had the training that children growing up after the apocalypse have, and a good example of that is Judith. Judith is a kid, but she can handle her own because Michonne, uh, for the most part, because she was still too young when Rick left the show, Michonne brought Judith up. ...to know and learn how to protect herself. Um, Carl not only beat the odds... ...but also survived two gunshot wounds. He did not get sick during the flu outbreak at the prison... ...and he even managed to earn the respect... ...of one of the biggest antagonists on the show... ...and that is Negan. Next on our list is Herschel. Now, Herschel being older... It's not hard to imagine that he is also vulnerable to illness that came with age, being slower physically, and as we know, he was also stubborn in his views that walkers were curable, at least when we first met him. As someone who was grounded in his ways and who would have found it nearly impossible to leave a home that he would have died for... Uh, you know, he easily would have gave up his life for that farm if it wasn't for everybody else urging him to get out when they knew the farm was being overrun. He was a stubborn old mule. Although he was reluctant at first, it was surprising to see him leave with Rick's group when the farm did get overrun. Herschel survived the walker invasion on his farm. Then at the prison, he survived a walker bite. Okay? Followed by the amputation that Rick had to do on him in the cafeteria of the prison. Uh, And not only that, uh, he also did not get sick during the flu outbreak, but he survived all that crap only to die at the hands of a psychopath, the governor. Now, this brings us to Herschel's youngest daughter, Beth, who got past... Her catatonic state of shock after the walkers came out of the barn and were killed. Two of the walkers were her mother and her brother. Now, if you guys don't remember this, season two, remember Andrea, Beth. Andrea was sort of like encouraging her that if Beth wanted to end her own life, it was okay. Beth did attempt suicide and she was suicidal, Maggie got extremely pissed off at Andrea, rightfully so, because Andrea was just being callous at the time. Uh, It was hard to picture her surviving that much longer after that phase. After we saw her not wanting to live, the fact that she made it all the way to season five, and again died needlessly she made a dumb decision i've discussed this in the past with dawn at the hospital she could have just walked away walked over to rick's group and been let out of the hospital but no she wanted to stab uh dawn she stabbed her in the shoulder with a pair of scissors dawn had a gun and dawn blew her head off So, next on our list, I'm just checking the time, is Eugene. Now, Eugene has to be the biggest surprise for having survived as long as he has. And that's attributed to one thing alone. He's damn smart. Okay? And the words have even come out of his own mouth. He will go with the people that increase his likelihood of staying alive. Uh, he is a coward. He's a liar. Uh, he did not strike us as a survivor. Uh, till very recently, we see him defending himself more, being more of a contributor to the defense of the Hilltop, Alexandria, and so on. He was incapable in the beginning of protecting himself. Eugene has come a long way. While he doesn't exhibit a brave face uh he has changed from this selfish character only looking out for himself to someone that cares about the people around him is willing to make sacrifices i will even go as far as say he would even put his own life on the line to save someone that he cares about since we are running out of time i am sort of rushing through these, because this is sort of a great list. Now, Tara. And I got to admit, Tara is my biggest surprise. When we saw the governor in season four, all disheveled, aimlessly walking the streets, just completely broken. And he runs across Tara, her sister, in their apartment building. He's brought in... We're introduced to Alana Masterson for the first time, who plays Tara. I ne- I never, I never imagined Tara surviving for as long as she did, and she survived all the way through, through season nine, where she was killed by Alpha. I mean, and what a great, great character uh, Tara became just did not see that coming at all. Uh, she was sucked in by the governor's manipulation. When the governor basically fooled everybody on, everyone else to go in and attack the prison, she did not fire a single shot. And if you remember, after that, uh, basically, it was mutual destruction. The governor ended up destroying the prison... And he ended up dying. So Rick couldn't have the prison. The governor didn't get the prison. Nothing of value was accomplished. Tara had caged herself in. Glenn was knocked unconscious. He comes across her. He needs her help. And one of the first things he does is he checks her gun. And he he sees that she never fired a single bullet. And that's what makes Glenn... Trust her, at least trust her enough to try to get out from the prison, because at that point, Glenn is just dead set on finding Maggie, his wife. Uh, She was not weak-minded when we met her. Uh, Tara still became a victim to the governor's manipulation. Tara ends up teaming up with Glenn out of remorse for Herschel's death in the beginning. Uh, to help him find Maggie, Tara developed into a very confident character, a lovable character, a fan favorite, capable of making difficult decisions, even if she does not feel like she can. And for that brief period, going back to season nine, when we lost Jesus, and she became the pseudo-leader of the Hilltop community. It did not last very long because soon after Jesus was killed, Tara was killed by the Whisperers as well, namely Alpha. And you got to also talk about Gabriel, okay? You can't talk about people who have beaten the odds without talking about good old Father Gabe. Now, uh, anyone who's never read the comics thought that Gabriel would not only survive as long as he has, but he was first introduced to us as someone who would rather run and hide than fight. Remember, this is the guy who locked out his own congregation out of the church instead of allowing them in, giving them a safe place to hide out while the apocalypse was breaking out around him. He chose to lock the doors and let everyone outside get eaten. Uh, he did feel remorse. He was a coward. He admitted it when we first met him. uh, When Rick and the group showed up and they saved him when he was crying out for help on top of that rock, inside that church, he tells Rick that he knows exactly why Rick is there. God has brought Rick to him to seek vengeance Uh, upon the sins that were committed by Father Gabriel. That's what he really, truly believed. Uh, Sig writes on YouTube, Jesus was perhaps the most shocking, capable character killed off the show. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I know I say that a lot. But what really sucks about Jesus' death is the guy's last thought before the lights went out was, damn, I just got killed by a walker. (laughs) I mean, those were his last thoughts. Uh, Wilson also writes, Jesus certainly got killed off too soon. He was. uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, I love Tara. Uh, A lot of people were shocked about Jesus' death. I'm included in that as well. Uh, And... If Jesus was going to go, there's no other way, because he was such a skilled fighter, uh, There's no other way he was going to die. A person would probably not get the better of him. A walker would not have gotten the better of him. But a person disguised as a walker got the better of him because he never saw it coming. Now, we have time, actually, well, Negan was... Uh, We had several more, but Negan, uh, like I said, putting the comic books aside after all the crap that he did in season seven and eight, the fact that the guy is still alive through season 10 and is not going anywhere anytime soon has turned into a beloved character. Well, if you didn't know anything about the comics, didn't know that Negan does survive all out war you would have absolutely put money down that at the end of that war, Negan does not survive. But he does, and we are grateful for that. Because as much as we love to hate Negan back in season 7 and 8, we are loving Negan now and his redemption arc. Anyway, guys, this hour flies by too damn quickly. I say it every day. It's been a pleasure talking with all you guys for the last hour remember tomorrow is walking dead sunday which means we will not be on the air tomorrow we'll be back on monday don't forget to watch the shows tomorrow fear the walking dead and walking dead world beyond visit us on our website deadtalklive.com to see all of our featured episodes recent episodes as well as our past and upcoming guests Also, please visit our YouTube channel called Dead Talk Live. Go ahead and subscribe if you have yet to do so. And if you're there right now, it would be greatly appreciated if you guys hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Again, thank you so much. I'll see you again on Monday. Enjoy Walking Dead Sunday tomorrow. And until Monday, stay walking.